bookkeeper has been with us uh, a very long time. And uh, she, we actually got her a car. And wow. it was kind of a, it was, it was, it was something to really recognize her years of service and the fact that she stuck with us. Um, this was basically her first job since high school. So wow. uh, 30 years in a business is, is a long time. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was kind of fun to do. And, you know, it also, it also really helped the other employees realize that, Hey, they, they do care and, and they do want they do want us to be here. So it, it worked out all the way around. Welcome to Peer Talk, a dialogue with business owners just like you. Peer Talk conversations run the gamut of business challenges facing owners today. The host of Peer Talk is Dan Crowley, founder and owner of Peer Executive Groups, which provides a safe space for owners to share their experience, grow their businesses, and learn from their peers. Hi, this is Dan Crowley. We have a number of great owners in our peer group network, just like you, and our job is to give you a voice here on Peer Talk. Peer Tech is a proud sponsor of Peer Talk. Are your results actionable? View your industry data like never before. Gain insights, view real-time KPIs, drive growth, unlock potential. When you join PeerTech, your data drives decisions. Peer benchmarking allows you to see your data like never before. Why be satisfied with incomplete data when clear, responsive, real-time trends could be yours? Now is the time to start making insightful, data-driven decisions for your business. PeerTech, sign up now. Today on PeerTalk, we are going to look deeply into multi-site management, with Dave Steele from Aurora Rents, who has been with their company almost 25 years. Aurora Rents has been around since 1962 and currently is in three locations uh, in Washington, in Shoreline, Green Lake, and Lake City locations around the Seattle marketplace. Welcome to Peer Talk. Today we have a special guest, Dave Steele from Aurora Rents, Rents up in uh, Washington. Um, the state, not the District of Columbia. So welcome to the show, Dave. Thank you. Glad to be here. So Dave, you're, you guys have been in the thick of things with um, all of the changes happening with, with through the pandemic and the situation with um, the great resignation and the cost of employees. So we're going to touch on some of that today. Uh, but the main topic today that we're going to focus on is multi-site, multi-site management. Looking forward to asking you a whole bunch of questions about that. But before we get started, why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about how you found your way into the rental industry? Well, I was one of those in the rental industry that was born into it. Uh, my grandfather started the business. Uh, my dad took it over after that, and I've been in it pretty much ever since. Took a Took a little bit of a hiatus in the middle to find my own way but i realized rentals where i wanted to be and this is what i enjoy so that's why i'm here so so you're how, when you came in um did, was it one of those things where you worked when you were a kid and then you went away to school and then you came back or was it uh have you um just kind of worked your way up from wash washing the wash bay into the other roles in the company what's that been like you know i started in the wash bay uh when i was a kid uh, worked my way up through high school uh, into college, and then I escaped for a while. Uh, like I said, kind of did my own thing and found my way back. I, I realized I was a really, really bad employee. I needed to be the boss. So uh, I, I found my way back, found this was the avenue to make that happen, and turns out I really enjoy it, 
and I'd just like to be a part of Rental. So tell us where Aurora Rents is located specifically, and then also, you know, your history. How did you, how did it come from being the one location into multiple and all that? So as far as the multiple locations, we have kind of a weird past because we've tried different locations all over the place. Uh, But to start with, we're just north of Seattle, uh, just outside of city limits uh, with our main location in Shoreline. And then we have two other stores that are actually within Seattle city limits. Um, when we expanded, we've expanded a couple of different times, uh, up further north of Seattle. Uh, then we expanded very far north, about an hour north of Seattle, tried that out. Um, but what we found is having the stores in closer proximity to each other really paid dividends as far as sharing equipment, sharing inventories and, and keeping the stores going. So that's interesting. So we have yet to have anyone on the program who um, has kind of um, dallied in multi-site. So you've you've made a couple different approaches. To, what was that like? Like was that all in the recent times in the in the new millennial, or did it happen back in the eighties, nineties? When was that kind of expansion initially started? Uh, it was initially started, you know, ten fifteen years ago. Um, when we really were serious about it. We always had a second location, you know, starting back in the eighties. But that one, we just found that as we concentrated and brought things back closer to Seattle uh, with the population and so on and so forth, the the store seemed to thrive better, and it, it just worked out. Gotcha. Excellent. So let's have a little breakdown here on the, the actual locations. Can, do you have any, uh, just a guesstimate on the um, employee count at the three locations, and give me a name for each location in case we reference back to them. Sure. Um, at our shoreline location, which is the one that's just north of Seattle, uh, we have about 20 employees. Um, then we have what we call our Green Lake location, which is directly south of us, but on the same road. And then that that one has about 10 to 12 employees. And then we have our Lake City location, uh, which is kind of in between the two of us, but further east. And that store has about five employees. Gotcha. Okay. And, and I'm a, so for the listeners, you operate with a management software you're using point of rental. Correct. All right. And then, um, QuickBooks on the back end or. Correct. Okay. Excellent. So, so give us a picture of how you manage from an org chart standpoint. What does it look like? Who's, who's up on the leader group on top and you guys are talking to each other. So the way it works um, is I pretty much act as the manager of our shoreline location, as well as the general manager for all three stores. Um, our, I have a manager at the, at the Green Lake store, uh, who is also a partial owner. And then I have a, a manager at my Lake City store. The three of us pretty much make up the main group as far as you know who's in charge. Uh, Larry... Uh, which is my father, um, has kind of stepped down a little bit, but we always involve him as far as major decisions and things like that. He likes to be involved. He's still working um, somewhat um, when he's not on the golf course. Uh, he pretty much spends his his winters down south, and that, that helps us and, and allows us to do our own thing. But he's still involved. He still works on the back end and likes to, be, likes to, to have his finger on the pulse as it is. 
Well, there's no question. You know, I know uh, Larry and a number of people listening to this podcast know Larry Steele, um, and he picked up, uh, you know, the 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 torch from the from your grandfather. And but um, I would say there's no question that um, Larry left a stamp and his vision for Aurora Rents, which now you're transitioning in, and obviously the vision's gonna change slightly over time. But right now, uh, what a what an awesome advisor to have on board right to keep the vision going and having everybody aligning with that vision so that's great um and with those management systems in place tell us a little bit about how that works so um the stores all pretty much function similarly we try to i mean that's that's the goal um you know my goal is to try and keep everybody working towards the same goal as well as every, all the systems be in place that if one person goes from one store to another, they have the same experience. That's been my goal is to try and get everybody on that same page. It doesn't do any good to have one manager doing one thing and one manager doing another. It just causes conflict and problems all the way around. Gotcha. Okay. So that's interesting. So we talk about this as, you know, we have a number of members inside peer groups with multi-site is, you know, a having that customer experience, that branding, that that kind of I know familiarity. Right? If I end up moving from one location to another to to service my needs, because we know our construction management uh, customers are all over the place, and they have now they have multiple sites to serve them. So that's number one. But the second part to that is you touched on the employee experience also. So give me a little bit of um, information about how you guys uh, communicate with your staff on an overall perspective and then on a store-by-store perspective. Do they do meetings? Do they anybody go over metrics, any of that kind of thing? Um, metrics are usually done with just management um, at the managers of the other stores. Um, I will share things with, with certain employees uh, that, that metrics actually make sense to. Um, for instance, my mechanics will go over, you know, how many hours they build versus how many, how many hours of labor they've cost me to, uh, bring some of those things to light. But, um, most of the metrics are stuck in between the management. Um, as far as communication with the rest of the stores, you know, I make it a point, uh, you know, I'm at all three stores at least once a week. Um, so I try and take the vision and bring it directly to the employees and try and try and talk with them the best I can. Uh, we do have meetings where we all get together. I just don't see the effectiveness as much in the meetings, uh, but it is good to get everybody together and at least, you know, put it, put things down on paper and say we've done it and make it happen. Great, great. And so, um, you know, because you have point of rental at each location, which do you know, um, which point of rental are you currently running? We're running expert. Expert. Okay, great. So with that, um, you have um, – you, how do you, you know, take a new hire into your company? Is there any kind of orientation and training that you can say is consistent uh, for any store? If somebody comes in, we give them this type of experience as an employee. Do you do something like that? Nothing on paper that we have said that this is the way we do it. We've, we've kind of always worked on the shadow method. So they're going to be shadowing an employee for, you know, at least a week or so um, as they as they learn and 
gain the knowledge of what they're going to need to do their job. Um, most of the time we're, we're bringing entry level guys in. Uh, so it, it's everything from filling propane to getting them forklift certified to, you know, making sure they understand our policies and so on and so forth. I know one of the hot topics for your peer group has been um, employee training and development starting to create some kind of consistency and pattern. Um, you've been blessed by a couple members in your group that have really kind of put rolled up their sleeves and made it their priority. Do you see that as like a way to connect with the employees and try to get better retention? Yeah, no, I, I think some of the programs I've seen have been fantastic. Um, and I, I would need to uh, jump into that mold as well. Um, it's just one of those things that's, that kind of gets put on the back burner, but to make it more of a priority would definitely show some dividends, I believe. So you, you have a very interesting, so we'll talk about the cost of labor and labor in general. Uh, we've all gone through the great resignation. We've had a number of people not come back to the industry. Uh, we're seeing those that come back have a um, little bit more interest in their lifestyle. So they want to have a little more freedom, a little more benefits. Um, we're trying to get similar productivity. But we do see some great suffering on the employee cost side. For example, the peer group book uh, composite books last year to this year um, 2020 data to 21 data, we're seeing almost a 6% increase in labor costs, which is directly impacting EBITDA. So for you guys, um, you know, you're in the Northwest. Everybody who is working national realizes that Washington State and California are two of the hardest places to have employment, especially in this industry. Tell, tell us a little bit about what that's been like in terms of staffing, turnover, any issues there. I mean, you guys are a Top Gun performer. So here you are, one of the most productive financially, and yet you're dealing with one of the biggest, you know, hand grenades when it comes to employee management. So tell us what that's been like for you. I mean, employee costs have definitely gone up. I mean, it's it's been you know, almost exponential. It's been crazy. Um, not only on the retention side, but to, to gain new talent has been amazing what you have to pay for, uh, especially when we're looking at mechanic roles or truck drivers. Um, the competition out there for those, their services right now is very high. Mm. Um, I know I had, you know, you know, we've lost employees over pay. I mean, it happens. Um, I, I've heard other other places offering, you know, big signing bonuses and, and, and benefits right away. And it's some of these, some of these things that I had never thought that we would see in the rental business, but you know, right now that that's happening, you know, among our competitors. So it, it's kind of interesting, um, but it's, it's something we're able to navigate. We've been blessed. We have a pretty good crew and most of them have been pretty loyal and we've tried to take care of them the best we can. So you, so you have a unique situation um, where you have a key employee who is being retained through a bit of a golden handcuff by um, having them be partial owner, giving up some equity. We've seen some members in peer groups do uh, some phantom stock types of things where it's deferred. So you, can, if you leave, you lose it. Um, do you see that being something that could be more used in the future? I could see something like that happening. Absolutely. Um, I like that idea. Um, you know, you, the idea of ownership, 
um, it, it's it's kind of interesting. Um, you know, 20 years ago, you know, that was kind of the goal of most employees, and they would talk about it on a regular basis. And it, in today's day and age, I don't even hear about it at all. Uh, it's the older group that tends to, you know, start to probe that a little bit. But as far as the younger guys, it's 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 almost like it's something unattainable, and they're not mm. even not even looking in that direction, which is which is kind of sad <laughs> because. Yeah. You know, there's there's opportunities out there, and there's opportunities for them to make a not only a career but a, a good living. It it is it seems like there's tremendous weight on ownership and management to educate uh, the younger generations when it comes to things like benefits. Um, you know, and it's not just about what goes in your paycheck, or maybe it is. Maybe maybe we've got it wrong, um, and you know, it's it's literally. You know, do so. How? Do, what's your? What is your philosophy around employee benefits versus compensation? Do you are you have a well-rounded package, or you say, no, I've, I'm buying. I'm seeing people leave for dollars. I'm focusing on payroll. Payroll. No, we we have a, a fairly extensive, you know, benefits package, and um, like I said, it's it's as the employer as as the employees have been with us a while, as they get a little older, more mature, all of a sudden they realize, you know what, these these benefits are actually beneficial <laughs> and they <laughs> they start to see the value of it but no i mean entry-level employee doesn't see the value to a benefit at all in fact he'd rather he'd rather see more money in his pocket than have any benefits at all yeah we we see companies have had to improve communication with the employees have more regular conversations with them versus just the old traditional annual review of performance um, what what's that like for you? Got, uh, you specifically with your walk walk around style, uh, making a point to get to three stores in a week. What is that like? Do you, do you feel like you're you've got to be the communicator? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I feel like you know it, the best the best chance I get to get one on one with the employees. Um, we try to do annual reviews where I, I get a chance to sit down with them. Um, mm-hmm. I, I liked. I like to know the employees. I like to know what's going on in their, in their lives. I like to know how they're doing, as well as be able to communicate what we can do to help them. And I, I think that's the the biggest advantage it has to to. I guess you call it my walk around style. Mm-hmm. And and you know your employees pretty well. And correct me if I'm wrong. I'm putting myself out on a limb here because I'm not sure if it was <laughs> you or another operator. But did you um, recognize or reward an employee? in some manner, like something they liked and you got them a gift or something like that. I can't remember the story. Yeah, we had a, we had our bookkeeper has been with us uh, a very long time and uh, she, we actually got her a car and it was kind of a, it was, it was, it was something to really recognize her years of service and the fact that she stuck with us. Uh, This was basically her first job since high school. So, wow. uh, 30 years in a business is, is a long time mm-hmm. and it was, it was kind of fun to do. And, you know, it also, it also really helped the other employees realize that, Hey, they, they do care and, and they do want, they do want us to be here. So it, it worked out all the way around. Yeah. What a message. That's outstanding. Um, and, and, you know, we did this, we pulled some surveys from bamboo HR, which is a great, HR tool. If you if you haven't looked into it, please look into it and contact us if anybody wants to know more about it. But I will say that um, you know one of the surveys came out with this kind of weird quasi fringe benefit as being a critical component for employees today. 
And what that has most manifested itself with in rental operations is this ability to feed your employees food. Do you do you guys do anything like pizza on a Friday or do any kind of grilling or anything like that with the employees? You know, we don't make it a, a habit to do it, but yes, it, it definitely happens on occasion. And yeah. it probably should happen more because it usually brings everybody together. But at the same time, that's usually when we're busy and it's it's always hard to to stop business to to make that happen. But uh, we we do try and get get everybody together and make it happen. That's great. That's great. And um, so the other thing, um, any other, by the way, any other things related to Aurora rents related to communicating with the employees or their families or anything I'm missing with regard to that piece? No, I think that's, you know, like I said, I, I try and take a personal approach and that's the, the best way we've been able to figure out and make things work. Okay. So let's get back to the multi-site questions. So the first one uh, for you, and I know we only have a few minutes left here, but what, what do you see as the biggest challenge managing multi-site when it comes to things like asset and inventory and things like that? How do, how does, what's your biggest challenge there? You know, it's, it's, it's managing the the personalities between the two stores uh, and the management, trying to get everybody on the same page. Uh, as far as the assets go, uh, one unique thing that we do, I guess I didn't touch on this, is each one of our locations is actually a separate corporation. So we're, each oh, wow. store owns its own equipment. So Got when, it. So, yes, it becomes a little bit of a challenge when equipment makes its way to another location. That's, mm-hmm. you know, the managers treat that as, hey, that's my equipment. I want it back uh, so I can make money on it. Um, so, that is always a, a battle is trying to make sure equipment gets back to its home store and mm-hmm. is available to rent, you know, to, because that's the way those managers are going to make money. Got it. No, that's good. That's, that's actually, uh, that solves some problems that <laughs> I have another multi-site location right now. And we never even thought of that as a possibility, but we'll have to definitely look into that as a, as a way to solve that inventory movement issue. Um, Interesting. Now, um, any any thoughts on further expansion? Do you see that in your future, or are you saying, "Hey, I've got still got capacity with these three, and I'm going to continue to to you know grow inside these three uh, locations"? Right now, our our biggest uh, hurdle is is trying to find property. Uh, we need to move one of our locations. We're one of the locations, which is Lake City. Uh, mm-hmm. is on a lease and we need to move that location to somewhere new. And so trying to find a new piece of property is what our, what we're looking for now. Um, if, if that, if that gets moved and gets established, um, you know, moving into a, a fourth location is not, definitely in the cards, but not something that we're even looking at right now. Got it. Okay. Yeah. And I can see it. I mean, we've seen your year over year growth. We see your Top Gun data coming through. So, you know, outstanding job with your fiscal management. And obviously that has to do with how you're operating daily, right? So congrats on that. So we appreciate having you on on the show today. Thanks for being here, Dave Steele. Well, thanks for having me. It was fun. Excellent. And we will be in touch and stay tuned for another episode of Peer Talk coming up soon. Peer Tech is a proud sponsor of Peer Talk. Are your results actionable? View your industry data like never before. Gain insights, view real-time KPIs, drive growth, unlock potential. When you join PeerTech, your data drives decisions. 
Peer benchmarking allows you to see your data like never before. Now is the time to start making insightful, data-driven decisions for your business. PeerTech, sign up now. You've been listening to Peer Talk from Peer Executive Groups, produced and directed by Noah Crowley and hosted by Dan Crowley. Subscribe to this podcast for notifications of future episodes of Peer Talk.